Good morning, folks. What's happening? Is it morning? Not for me. Right now, it's afternoon. It is about 5 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon, and I got a headache. Why do I have a headache? Because there's bloody smoke everywhere. You know, if you listened to my podcast last week, you know there was wildfires in Kelowna, and we still have a bunch of smoke. And um, the last couple of days, I've really noticed it. Like, I've noticed a, a headache persistent headache i've also noticed like my breathing hasn't been so good so i've had to take my inhaler a lot more i'm asthmatic but uh, it's quite frustrating it's actually incredibly frustrating i just want blue skies and clean air so uh, let's hope that we get a bunch of rain to stop it anywho enough about my health issues we could talk about those all day but instead today we're going to talk about elevators i know you're probably thinking What's running on about elevators? Well, I was on Reddit recently, which is a popular website, and there's a really good subreddit called English Learning. And someone posted a request, so I'll read out the request. We moved to a new apartment, and there's only one elevator in the building. One day, when the elevator door opened, and there were two people in the elevator, and the man in the elevator said, going up. We replied, we will wait until the next one, thank you. And we're wondering if there's another way to tell people that we would like to wait for the next elevator ride. So that's a very useful skill to have in English. So this podcast episode is all about elevators. I've done a little bit of research, but here's some general English for elevators. You know, before you enter the elevator, or if you are in the elevator and you see a person, there's two questions you generally ask. Going up, going down. Just two words. That's it. So if the elevator opens, you can say to them, going up. And if they say yes, you hop in. If they say no, you wait. If you're in the elevator and you see a person waiting, you can start the conversation by saying, are you going up or are you going down? And if they say yes, they get in. If they say no, they're going to wait. There are times when you are approaching the elevator and you want someone to stop the doors from closing. What do you say in that situation? Simple. Hold the elevator. Hold the elevator. You can say hold the elevator or you can say hold the doors, please. And that's a request to stop the doors from closing. Maybe you get into the elevator before your friend and the doors start to close so you can say to someone else in the elevator, oh, can you hold the elevator? My friend's coming. He's just a little slow. Now, I don't know if people would like that, but you can do it. Another question that is quite polite if someone enters it, enters the elevator, is you can start by saying, what floor are you going to? And the response is three, please, four, ground floor, please, any of those. So what floor are you going to? You say that if you're closest to all the buttons for the elevator. Now, if you entered the elevator and no one says, what floor are you going to? You can also ask them, oh, sorry, can you hit floor two, please? Can you hit three, please? Or, if you wanted, you could just reach over and press it yourself. But sometimes elevators are a bit cramped. It's easier just to ask a person, can you hit three, please? Can you press three, please? Now, sometimes you might be walking with someone 
you know, a friend or a colleague, and you can ask them, elevator or stairs? I'll take the stairs. I'm trying to be active. I'm trying to get my steps up. I'm taking the stairs all week. I'm avoiding the elevator these days. I've packed on a few pounds. Time to start losing them with a little more, with a little more movement in my day-to-day life. Maybe you can say, oh, I'm feeling like the elevator today. Yeah, I got a niggle on my knee. I think I'll take the elevator. A niggle. N-I-G-G-L-E. A niggle is like an irritation. Maybe you hurt your knee or something. And if you have a niggle in your knee, your calf, your quad, your hamstring, your groin muscle or something, you might want to take the elevator rather than taking the stairs. You know, sometimes you're in an elevator and the elevator stops at every single floor. In that case, you can say, gosh... It would have been quicker to take the stairs. Or if you're with your friend and they say, let's take the elevator, you can say, no man, it'll be quicker if we take the stairs. It will be quicker. It'll be quicker. So it'll is like for the future, it will. It'll be quicker if we take the stairs. Come on, man, we're only going one floor. Don't be so lazy. Now, there are times when, like in that request, The person does not want to take that elevator. So what can you say in that situation? Like what they said was good. I think they said like, I'll wait for the next elevator. But here's some more expressions or just chunks of English that you can use for that situation. Number one. Oh, thanks. I'll I'll wait for the next elevator. Or you can catch the next elevator. I'll catch the next one. You guys go ahead. I'll hop on the next one. So wait Catch or hop on. Three like phrases or verbs that we use for elevators. Take is another one. Oh, I'll take the next lift. Lift, elevator, same thing. Just depends where you are. Uh, No need to worry for me, folks. You guys go ahead. I'll wait for the next one. You know, sometimes the door is open and the elevator is full to the brim. And you just got to look at people. Oh, I'll wait for the next one. Thanks. Please go ahead, I'll wait for the next one. No, I'm not going to squish in. You guys go on ahead. Or if you're in the elevator, you could say to someone, Oh, come on, just squish in. You know, it's not common that you would say, "Uh, No, we're full. Sorry, you have to wait for the next one. You might say that if you have like authority over someone, but not generally, not, not too common. If you're with your friend and the elevator arrives and there's only space for one of you, you can say, Oh, you go first, I'll grab the next one. Grab is another one. You go first, I'll take the next one. You go first, I'll hop on the next elevator. You go first, I'll I'll take the stairs, it's alright. So just some useful English there for elevator, like elevator English. Now here's some random, random facts about elevators. Elevator buttons. This is one thing that I found interesting. So the first electric elevator which was invented by Werner von Siemens in 1880, featured a button system that allowed passengers to select their desired floor. It wasn't until the 1920s that the familiar button layout inside elevators became common. You know, if you ever look at the old movies, you'll always see there was a person in the elevator that used to guide it, and it was their job to get the elevator to go up and down to certain floors. Now, that's not too common anymore. It might be in some parts of the world or in very wealthy areas, perhaps. A bellboy 
is in the elevator or an elevator operator. But to be honest, it's not too common in most places. I don't think I've ever been in an elevator where someone pressed the button for me. But it was common. The development of elevators also played a massive, massive role in skyscrapers. Think about it. I mean, I, it's something that I never thought about until I started doing a little bit of writing for this podcast. But before elevators, no one was going to have a skyscraper because you'd have to walk all the way up and all the way down. And we ain't got time for that shit. So elevators allowed us to build taller buildings, which in turn just made life a lot easier for people. Now, this one is cool. The speed of elevators. So the world's fastest elevator developed by Hitachi Building Systems, is installed in a 530-meter-high skyscraper built in Guangzhou, China. In order to carry guests to the hotel on the upper floors, the elevator goes from the first floor to the 95th floor in 42 seconds. That is absolutely crazy. That is 1,260 meters per minute. And according to the Guinness World Records, it's number one. That amounts to 21 meters per second. That's insane. Now, what's also interesting in Guangzhou, CTF, Finance Center, there's a height difference of 440 meters between the first and the 95th floor. So if you go up that high in a very short time, the sudden change in atmospheric pressure will cause your ears some discomfort. But they thought about that, and the elevator is equipped with a mechanism that changes the internal pressure slowly. So it accounts for everything. It accounts for the altitude change in such a short amount of time. And as a result, it kind of reduces the discomfort. I found that pretty cool and interesting. Japan is the owner of the fastest elevator in terms of descent. And that's in the landmark, landmark Tower, which overlooks the port of Yokohama. So the Landmark Tower's elevator descends at 750 meters per minute. That is ridiculous. 750 meters per minute it falls from the sky. And this record has not been broken since 1993, folks. So that's when it started in 93, and the record still stands today. I thought that was very interesting. I'm obviously nerding out on this because I don't really want to go outside much these days. All right, so let's look at some phrases or some idioms with the word elevator. An elevator pitch. Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever had to give an elevator pitch? An elevator pitch is like a concise and persuasive speech or presentation that can be delivered to a person in the time it takes to ride an elevator. It's often used to quickly introduce an idea or a product to someone. You know, if you want to talk to someone very important, like your boss or a potential investor with something, they might say, look, I don't have a lot of time to talk to you, but I'm getting on this elevator. You have 42 seconds to wow me. That is an elevator pitch scenario. Have you ever seen the TV show Dragon's Den? If you haven't, look it up. But there's a lot of different elevator pitches in that TV show. You know, people have a very short time to make a big impact. And thus, it's called an elevator pitch. 
The name probably originates from how business was done back in the past, where you have the uh, the rich CEO, the rich investor or something, and they literally would believe time is money. And so if you want to wow them, you can talk to them in the elevator, but after that, when they walk out that door, conversation over. So an elevator pitch is a very short concise and persuasive speech or presentation that can be delivered in an incredibly short time. Have you ever heard of elevator music? Like when you go into an elevator, what do you hear? You don't hear the radio. You don't hear pop songs generally. You hear elevator music, which is kind of like waiting room music or public space music you know it's known for being soothing and unobtrusive if you ever want to fall asleep it can be good to turn on some elevator music sometimes i put it on in my class it's just nice to have some noise in the background to fill the void so elevator music if you google elevator music or youtube it you'll know what i'm on about but then we have some idioms which i absolutely love So the biggest idiom is, or with elevator, there's not too many, but this one is so relevant. Oh, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. Ah, the elevator doesn't stop on every floor. Now, do you think that's positive or negative? If you're talking with your friends and one of your friends points out somebody and they say, oh yeah, there's Ronan. Yeah, the elevator doesn't quite go all the way to the top with Ronan. It's negative. You know, we use it to suggest that someone might not be thinking clearly or they just might not be very intelligent at all. Oh yeah, there's Ronan. You know, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top at times with him. Other ways to say that could be, oh yeah, he's a few sandwiches short of a picnic. Oh yeah, the lights are on, but no one's at home. Yeah, he's not the sharpest knife in the box. Not the brightest tool in the shed. Yeah, you know, he's a few cards short of a full deck. D-E-C-K, a deck of cards. He's not playing with a full deck. Ah, there's Ronan. He's a few beers short of a six-pack. Ah, he's one fry short of a happy meal. (laughs) I like that one. Ah, yeah, the new guy, he's about a fry short of a happy meal. He's almost there, but don't give him anything too complex. Or... Uh, There are a couple of violins short of a full orchestra. You know, these are the ones that you would say in passing, sometimes serious, sometimes just use humorously. You know, maybe you're hungover at work or something, and if you're hungover at work, yeah, the elevator might not be going to the top today. Like right now, folks. Right now, I have brain fog. Have you ever had brain fog? It's so freaking annoying. And I have brain fog because of the smoke. And like I feel my head is clogged up. I feel my head is like inflamed almost. And brain fog means that, you know, you have trouble remembering things or staying on task or something. That's brain fog. Google it there for yourself. And because I have brain fog, I do feel like right now I'm a few sandwiches short of a picnic. But it is what it is. Now, did you know there's different types of elevators? The first one we have is a passenger elevator, which is like in the hotels, airports, all that sort of stuff. It's the one that you probably travel on the most. We also have a service elevator. And a service elevator is found in commercial buildings usually, and it's used for employees. 
and it's used for transporting goods up and down a building. It can be used for housekeeping staff. So housekeepers don't generally take the passenger elevator. There's a different elevator for housekeepers in hotels. It could be bigger, it could be smaller, but it's reserved for workers in the hotel because they don't have time to stop at every floor where the passengers are going. If you work in a factory or something, or say a heavy load in an industrial area, we have freight elevators, F-R-E-I-G-H-T. And these are like industrial sized elevators, the big ones, the huge ones. They can transport cars, floors, walls, whatever you want, you know, they're massive, they're huge, and for designed for heavy weights. And then we have dumbwaiters, D-U-M-B-W-A-I-T-E-R. A dumbwaiter is like a small freight elevator, and it's used to transport food in restaurants. It can be used in buildings, and it can be used on airplanes. That's where you commonly see them, on airplanes. So people prepare the food underneath the passenger area of a plane, if you're on a huge one, and they put the food into the dumbwaiter. It travels up to the first class area or something, and then the air host or the air steward will take the food and deliver it to the customers, to the passengers. So a passenger elevator, a service elevator, a freight elevator, and a dumb waiter. Different types of elevators. Now, the last thing we'll talk about in this podcast about elevators is elevator etiquette. You know, etiquette is basically an unwritten rule. Things you should know about something. And when you visit a new country, you should look up the different etiquettes for when you go there. Etiquette could be down to how you greet a person, how you react to a person. Do you hug or do you shake hands? Do you use your left hand or your right hand? Do you point out the person's flaws or do you compliment a person? All these are different types of etiquette. And here's just some different types of etiquette I could think of. Don't have your phone on loud. Don't listen to music out loud in the elevator. Maybe you might want to engage in some small talk, but it's not absolutely necessary. The most important, do not break wind or fart in an elevator. Come on, folks. It does happen. Please don't do it. Don't press every button in the elevator. That'll really piss people off. If you enter an elevator and you press every single button and you get off, they're just going to be very pissed off. I actually believe that's where the idiom, don't push my buttons, come from. You know, if you push a person's buttons, you irritate them. You're good at getting under their skin. And I believe it derives from elevators. If someone presses all the buttons, you have to stop at every floor. Another one, another bit of etiquette is like to hold the elevator for a person who's close to the door. So if you're in the elevator and you see someone walking, it's pretty common and pretty polite to hold the door for the person. You know, if you want to be a dick, if they're your friend, you might want to press the button to close it quicker and you wave to them or you give them the finger like footing the bird when they see you. But if it's a stranger, you'll generally hold the elevator for them. So folks, that is just a little bit of talk about elevator English. And this all came from just one comment on Reddit or one post on Reddit. So going up, going down are the questions. Hold the elevator, please. Which means hold the door. What floor are you going to? Oh, can you hit floor two, please? You know, uh, 
Hey, do you want to take the elevator or the stairs? Oh, I'll take the stairs. I'm trying to be active. I got a niggle in my knee. I'll take the elevator. Oh, I'll catch the following elevator. Don't worry. You know, that's what you say if the elevator's full. I'm good waiting for the next one. You guys go on ahead. You go first. I'll take the stairs. Or you go first. I'll take the next one. I'll grab the next one. I'll take the next one. I'll hop on the next one. I'll catch the next one. I'll wait for the next one. So there's some different ways of doing that. And uh, yeah, my name's Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you soon.